0: This past state fair, Minnesota House of Representatives had a poll uh, that they were taking with state fair goers. They found that nearly three-quarters of the people who responded support allowing Minnesotans the end-of-life care option of medical aid when they die, uh, ending their life peacefully and maybe ending unbearable suffering. 73% in the state fair poll said terminally ill adults should have the option to end their lives with the assistance of healthcare providers. Someone who is going to be pushing for that in this next session is Representative Mike Freiberg, chief house author of this bill, a DFLer from Golden Valley. He joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Representative Freiberg, thanks so much for joining us. First of all, give us your just your passion about this topic. Why do you feel that people should be able to make this decision of ending their life, especially when they're suffering so much?
1: Yeah, well, this, uh, first of all, thank you for having me Um, this legislative session. We have passed bills uh, that emphasize personal autonomy, uh, you know, whether you're talking about the Reproductive Freedom Act um, or other bills along those lines. So in my mind, um, autonomy at the end of life is equally important. And I've heard very difficult stories from so many Minnesotans. Some have dealt with loved ones dealing with unimaginable suffering at the end of their life. Some have terminal diseases themselves. And want an option to end their suffering when it becomes unbearable to them. So, you know, it's not a light topic, but just the more I've heard from Minnesotans about this, the more I've been convinced this is the right thing to do. And as you pointed out, this is something that Minnesotans want. This bill just gives them an option and I can kind of, it's got a lot of safeguards in place to make sure it's not used in situations when it shouldn't be. Um, I'm happy to talk about those if you want, but I think there's uh, decades of experience. Uh, there's 10 other states that have a law very much like this one. It's been in effect in Oregon for nearly a quarter of a century, um, and it uh, just the data shows that it works. Um, and it gives people an option that just emphasizes their, their autonomy.
0: Okay. And I do have a lot of questions regarding how this would work and how to avoid a situation where it could be very, you know, not a good deal. So first off, how does it work in the other states that you just mentioned right there? What happens if someone comes to a point in their life and say says, I just, I can't do this anymore? What is the process like in these other states and how would what you are proposing work here?
1: Well, yeah, it's used in very narrow circumstances. So, um, an attending provider, which can be a nurse or a doctor, um, has to certify that the person um, who's requesting it has a terminal illness, which means they have six months or less to live. Um, And then that has to be verified by a a consulting provider. If the first provider was a nurse, that has to be a doctor. Um, And then, so assuming that's the that that's been certified, they have to verify also that they are of sound mind. They have mental capability. So people with Alzheimer's do not qualify for this. Um, if there's any uncertainty about their mental capability, then they have to get a referral from a, a mental health provider um, who can verify that they you know, have mental capacity, they're not being coerced or anything like that. Then assuming those conditions are met, then the attending provider can prescribe a medication uh, that the person has to be able to self-administer at, uh, that would end their own life. So they can't be given an injection or anything like that. That's another thing that people have expressed concerns about. So the data, you know, primarily from Oregon, where it's been in effect for 24 years, shows that it's primarily people with ALS uh, with certain types of cancer and certain lung terminal lung diseases who use this. Um, so this just gives them another option at the end of their life. Um, and it's it's really pretty much only, you know, sometimes people will make slippery slope type arguments, but every state that's passed it, um, in the United States anyway, has kept the, those basic requirements in place. And the that I've introduced is modeled um, pretty much verbatim after those bills.
0: You often hear, you know, when someone is diagnosed with a terminal illness, they'll say six months, but sometimes they live longer than that. Is this, and I know you just mentioned slippery slope, but, you know, is this, is that kind of a danger of, you know, maybe cutting someone's life short when they maybe could have lived longer? Is there some thought to that about how that would work? And would there be doctors who might be concerned about this?
1: Well, I mean, sometimes doctors do overestimate the the prognosis. I mean, if anybody's living longer, that's that's a great thing. I mean, we, we want them to. So, like, uh, but you know, when it comes down to it, we just have to trust our medical professionals to give the best. You know, that's what we do. We we trust that they're um, you know making a, the diagnosis within the best of their capability. Um, so um, it, it can happen, but uh, you know, it, it's it, at the end of the day, it's up to the person to decide. When it's you know when it's no longer terrible for them basically
0: so this news conference you're having today and you talked about it some of these people who have been diagnosed with uh, malignant brain cancer and other things they want this right I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty emotional news conference when you especially hear from these people who are in the middle of this and dealing with this
1: yeah we, yeah no I've heard just very um, it's it's kind of an emotionally draining topic to work on at times. I mean, I've heard very difficult stories from people. You'll hear. Um, yeah, you will hear stories from people who are going through this at the news conference. And then we're also there. We're actually having a bill hearing on it at one o'clock also. And that that's going to be four hours long. Um, I know a lot of people have signed up to testify. Um, so you'll be hearing just um, all sorts of gut wrenching stories from people who are either currently going through this themselves or have dealt with it with loved ones. Um it's just, it's a, it's a hard topic, but just like I said, the more I hear from Minnesotans who've gone through this, who are currently going through this, the more I'm convinced it's the right thing to do.
0: Representative Freiberg, thank you so much for joining us uh, early, giving us a preview of this. We'll see where it goes in this session.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your interest.
0: You bet. Representative Mike Freiberg, Chief House Author, DFL from Golden Valley, the End of Life Options Act.